He was, by all measures, a remarkable man. This story is about love. Its setting is Cranji and Changi, the notorious Japanese prisoner of war camps in Singapore. I'm Richard Fox and this is Messages of Hope. Stay tuned for Noel Jew as he tells the true story of Jeff. When things are at their worst, is there still a place for love? Have you ever felt completely exhausted? Mentally, physically and emotionally drained? It's a hard place to be. You have nothing left to give and it can feel pretty hopeless. That's where Jeff was when he struggled to survive two Japanese prisoner of war camps. Here's Noel to tell his story. My friend, Jeff, was in the Signals Corps, and together with tens of thousands of others, he spent over three years as a Japanese POW. The Japanese advanced down the Malay Peninsula like a tsunami. Within no time, they overran Singapore, at that time the jewel in the Southeast Asian crown. Jeff leading an attack on a Japanese machine gun nest, was dreadfully wounded. His leg was shattered by machine gun fire. He almost bled to death on the roadside. The story could have ended there, but in a very unlikely set of circumstances, he survived. Not just the initial wounding, but the evacuation to the military hospital, the subsequent commandeering of that facility by the Japanese, and his rough transportation to prison camp. The wounds left a lasting legacy. There was no orthopaedic team on hand, no specialists to set things right. He said to me once that he couldn't recall a day without pain since he was wounded on the 14th of February, 1942. We can only imagine what he and others saw in the prison camp. He was there for three and a half years, and his body and his soul were deeply traumatised. If he lay down on his back, he could see the bones of his spine through his stomach, and he could put his finger and his thumb around his thigh, and that meat. In such conditions, men do anything to survive. Jeff went into the camp with a fairly healthy realism about human nature, But what he saw shocked him. The bribery and corruption, the desire to get ahead, to push others back so that you'd survive, the loss of standards and the endless compromises with conscience. It wasn't the physical suffering that got to him so much as the mental and emotional turmoil. Seeing the loss of integrity, seeing the rank self-interest that boiled to the top, It was deeply painful for him. Nothing's really changed. It's just that our society has papered it all over. The greed and the selfishness are still the same. The desire to gain is still real, even if it causes others pain. And the self-righteousness, if we think we're above it all. Like some others, Jeff held on to his integrity He didn't join the rackets or the black markets. But eventually, everyone comes to the end of their tether. We all have feet of clay. And each of us finds there's a point where we just can't go on. Do you feel like your future is looking pretty bleak? Maybe finances are out of control or you feel like everyone has abandoned you. 
Maybe you're facing a serious health issue. When you've reached the end of your reserves and have nothing left, how do you keep going? Here's Noel to continue Jeff's story, and later in the program, I'll be offering a free gift to encourage you in difficult times. For Jeff, it was a simple thing. Routinely simple. The provisions were scarce. The nutritional benefit of the scant food almost non-existent. They called the soup shadow soup because the shadow of the vegetables had passed over it. And they sometimes would get a small rice ball, a roundish lump of rice, no bigger than the palm of your hand, fried and put on a plate. One per prisoner, never more. They'd been here many times before. Which rice cake do you reach for? The biggest one? To preserve your own life, but thereby push someone else closer to death? Or the smallest one? To keep your integrity and quiet your conscience? Jeff was at the end of his tether. Did it matter which one he took? Did it make any difference, really? Who'd notice? Did God care? Was there a God at all? So why not reach for the biggest and to hell with the rest? Silently, he offered up a prayer. Something like this. God, if there is a God, help me. Show me that you're real. Let me take the smallest of these rice cakes out of sheer love, not for self-righteousness, but just out of love, your love. He had no resources left. There was no love he could muster, no moral reserves he could call on. A miracle took place that day. God heard, and he answered. Jeff's life was filled with a new love and a new power to love which he had not known before. Though nobody would have noticed, he reached out and took the smallest rice cake. It was routine, nothing out of the ordinary. But the whole love of God was in that action, and it was the beginning of a revival for Jeff and many others in the camp. I tell this story not to highlight the man who was my friend, but the God who was his friend. When times are tough, it can be difficult to see the way ahead. Sometimes it's the small, simple things that get us through. Have you ever experienced a time like that? What helped you to keep going? We'd love to hear your story. You can share it with us on our Facebook page, Messages of Hope. That's Facebook Messages of Hope. Today, Noel Jew has been sharing Jeff's story of surviving over three years in Japanese prisoner of war camps. For Jeff, it was God's love that got him through and transformed his life. But how does God's love do that? And how is it different to the love we know? Back to Noel. We think it's easy to love. We think it's easy to keep the levels of love high and we believe that love begins and ends with us. But God's love isn't like ours. Our love runs out. Eventually, somewhere, somehow, we're brought to the end of our tether. Our love fails. Our moral resources are expended. Our selfishness takes over. 
We break the promises we've made, even the promises we've made in the name of love. We up stakes and we move off. The clay feet crumble. But God's love begins where ours ends. Our love looks at the worthiness of the object. We love because we get something back. We love the lovely and we hope that the lovely will love us. But God loves the unlovely. In fact, he pours out his own life to the point of death on a cross in Jesus Christ, not for his friends, but for his enemies. God doesn't love us because we're worthy of it. In fact, we're worthy only of his wrath. We've lied and cheated and broken the law of love ever since our birth. But God's love doesn't hit the buffers. His moral resources never run dry. His love, the love which God is, is a gift for us. You can't love out of your own resources. I can't love simply out of mine. But God doesn't leave you or me to our own resources. In fact, he doesn't expect you or me to do anything out of our own resources. He never has and he never will. If you're at the end of your tether, you're right at the place where the love of God starts. So what does this mean? What does it mean for you or for me? Simply this. No matter how much you've failed, you've not exhausted God's love. He hasn't turned his back on you or given up on you. If you were God, you might have given up on yourself long ago. But he hasn't, and in his son Jesus Christ, crucified and raised for you, he's for you, not against you. He sees beyond the selfishness of your love. He sees past your failure to love. He sees through the brokenness of your love and the weakness of other people's love for you. He loves. He loves you simply because he loves you. Perhaps you're sitting where my friend Jeff sat. Maybe you're not sure if there is a God or if there is whether he'd be remotely interested in you. I can tell you he is, and I can tell you he loves, and he loves you fiercely. Being at the end of your tether might just be the place where you find that out. If you're facing a difficult time in your life, contact us for the free booklet, Comebacks, at messagesofhope.org.au. It'll show you how God's love is always with you and can help transform your life. For your free copy of Comebacks, call 1-800-353-350. That's 1-800-353-350. Or order your free copy at messagesofhope.org.au. I'm Richard Fox, a pastor of the Lutheran Church, where love comes to life. I hope you can join us next week for another message of hope. Real hope to cope with life's challenges.